0: Welcome to the wet podcast episode number eight. Writing, Education, and Technology Podcast. I am your host, Eric Marshall. You can find me at ericmarshall.net. That's Eric with a K and Marshall with two L's. .net. Uh, you can find show notes for this podcast at ericmarshall.net. You can find me at emarsh on Twitter. Uh, today is... October 23rd 2014 uh you can tell that I have a bit of a cold from my voice probably uh the interview today with Amy Schmittauer I recorded two days ago on Tuesday the uh the 20th whatever day 21st and uh the uh, the cold had just begun to set in when I talked to her, uh, so you'll uh, you'll hear a little scratchiness in my voice, but not nearly what you're hearing right now. So just bear with me through the intro, and <laughs> at least I'll sound a little better. Um, today I talked to Amy Schmittauer, who is a social media marketing expert uh, from Columbus, Ohio. Now you might wonder why I'm talking. First of all, to a social media expert, and why someone from Columbus? Well, the Columbus part's easy. Uh, In case you haven't noticed, the internet is a global place. Place does not matter. And as far as the social media thing, um, I tend to when I hear that term, run away screaming. uh, You know, I I always get every day I get a a follower or two on Twitter who is some kind of social media expert who's going to you know help me. Get ROI from engaging an audience, uh, something, something, whatever. <clears throat> and I usually just wait a couple of days for them to unfollow me. Um, no idea where these people come from. Amy's not like that. Amy's different. Uh, I, I learned about Amy through the self-publishing podcast, and I've been following her videos ever since. She has a really great uh, presence on YouTube and on Twitter and all kinds of other social media uh, outlets. And, uh, she's really entertaining and informative and interesting and, uh, really worth, worth listening to. I really enjoy her, enjoy her videos. So I thought I'd have her on and we talk a lot about a lot more than just videos. Uh, she, we talk about social media in general. We talk about building a business, um, towards the end, she has some really good advice, I think for, uh, undergraduates and, uh, and perhaps for, uh, professors and teachers as well in the education realm. So uh, it's really a great listen. She's very engaging and very uh, fun to listen to. So I think you'll enjoy the interview. Uh, other news. Let's see. I did that solo cast last week and I really enjoyed doing that. It was difficult to just kind of read to a microphone. It just kind of seems weird. Uh, but once I got used to it, it was great. I was using a uh, an online teleprompter to have the words kind of go up the screen as I read the memoir parts, and uh, I think that worked out pretty well, although at times I think it might have messed up my uh, my timing a little bit. But I think I'm going to do more of those in the future. I really had a lot of, a lot of fun. I'd love to hear your feedback on that, uh, whether you'd like to hear more solo cast, just me talking. Um, and maybe reading some prepared materials uh, in addition to the interviews that I do. Again, I apologize for my voice. It's very difficult to talk. (laughs) Anyway, um, yeah, so the solo cast went well. I think uh, this interview is great. I want to ask you to uh, rate me on iTunes if you listen on iTunes at the Wet Podcast. Uh, And if you listen on Stitcher, you can do the same thing. And once again, you can hit me up at emarsh on Twitter. You can uh, email me, eric, at ericmarshall.net. And you can find the show notes at ericmarshall.net slash wet. That's eric with a K, marshall with two L's, dot net slash wet. And uh, thanks again for listening to episode number eight of the Wet Podcast. And I think you'll really enjoy this. Amy, how you doing? Good. Good. Okay, so I'm really bad at saying hi and bye. So (laughs) I have with me today uh, Amy Schmittauer. Hello. Hi. And as we start, Amy, can you tell people at the top where they can find you?
1: Sure. Uh, Everything that I do is at SavvySexySocial.com. It's uh, my video blog, my podcast, and pretty much anything I create goes over there.
0: And there you go. And I'll put a note, uh, link to that in the show notes at ericmarshall.net slash wet. And you can find it there. Great. So um, I first heard of you through the self-publishing podcast. Uh, I seem to be, be poaching some of their uh, pr- pr- uh, private Good for guests. you. You should. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's yeah. a good
1: way to try them out.
0: Exactly. There you go. And, uh, but since then, I mean, I watch your videos all the time. You have a really active YouTube channel. You're, you're very active in the, in the video space. I mean, I even watched your, um, editing with Premiere tutorial, even though I don't even have Premiere. You know, that's yeah. that's how, that's so compelling I find your videos. Yeah, uh, definitely. <laughs> so, Yeah, uh, you
1: have to be really in it to like a to like a tutorial, that's for yeah. sure.
0: Yeah, I was about halfway through and I'm like, I don't even have premiere. What am I doing? <laughs> what am I watching this for. <laughs> that's wonderful. Yeah. Great and feedback.
1: I back, thank you. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, no problem. And I did your uh you did you do this vlog every day in April and or August mm-hmm. thing. And I uh I tried that in August and uh, August I think has yeah, 31 days. I think I ended up with like 6 or 7 days of vlogging. <laughs> but- <laughs>
1: I love how you're like, the 31 is what got you to only do six.
0: (laughs) Right, exactly.
1: Although, I totally get it because it's like, man, is August over yet? God.
0: Yeah, they weren't even consecutive. That was a stupid thing.
1: uh. (laughs) That's okay. But that's the thing about VEDA, Vlog Every Day in April or August. um, That's always been a YouTube tradition. And I didn't realize it, but the Savvy Sexy Social audience truly wanted something like that where they were watching me to learn about video. But they were like, I... I just don't even know how to get started. And that's the biggest thing is like, you cannot just wait to get started for that critical landing page video or, you know, maybe your first blog post ever. If you've never spoken on camera before or you're still really uneasy about it, it's, so difficult for you to do that for yourself. So what Veda offers is just a way for me to be like, listen, prove to yourself, you even want to make video that you can do it that you have a desire to convey a point on camera and just make videos about nothing with me for 30 days. And just, you know, use this opportunity with this crowd. For everybody to be rallying along with each other, they're all trying this out. So it's so cool because it really gets people started on the video creation side of things because they had this opportunity to practice. And isn't that what we all need, just more practice?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what it gave me, even though I only did six or seven days. You know, I'm not very...
1: At six or seven more videos you ever would have done.
0: Exactly. That's right? Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly. And it got me in front of the camera. Uh, I did a lot of them here in my apartment. Uh, I did some in my car because I'd forgotten in the morning, so I just did them on my, uh, the uh, phone car in my. The car is like
1: the most fun place to do a vlog, <laughs> in my opinion. And yeah. I don't o- even own a car, so it, when it's <laughs> yeah. Veda and I happen to like, I rent a car if I need to, like, do a bunch of of like client appointments in one day. I'll just you know run a car, and I'll I'll love to just sit in there and just talk to a camera. It's so much fun. It's like it feels so pricey it you know. I I just I love car vlogs.
0: I really liked it too. I you know, just me and my car. Like you said it's private. It, it was it was those were probably the better better vlogs. Yeah. You know. And then I started experimenting a little bit with editing um you know, with using movie Windows Movie Maker and stuff like that, using some of the principles that you had on the Premiere thing and it was it was it was good. And I I learned something and it got me a little more comfortable on camera, which exa- which is exactly the point, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. That's awesome, I'm so excited that you did that,
0: yeah, I am too, <laughs> even though i didn't you know whatever <laughs> but uh it's good because like the the uh I think the audience for this for this podcast there, i think there are a lot of writers in this uh in my audience, and there are a lot of uh teachers, educators, things like that, and I think a lot of us are camera shy or video shy or don't know how to how to do that basically and I yeah, think you
1: know what's funny is it's so funny the way you said that because it's almost like like, do you even know? Like are you just saying that? And that's that's usually what it is. It's not that you're camera shy. It's that you probably haven't even given it a try and it sounds like a nightmare. So, you automatically are like telling yourself this is going to suck, you know? And it's like, okay, you know, just just try it. I was never photogenic growing up. And it was just until I realized how compelling delivering a message through video was that all of a sudden, you know, it's just a mindset shift. It honestly is. It's not like I seek enjoyment out of being on camera. I <laughs> seek enjoyment out of delivering a message in the best possible presentation of myself. And I'm good at talking to people in person. And if I can give somebody the next best thing to that, and that's video, then it's a great opportunity. So it's funny because I feel like most people that say they're either like they're like camera shy, they they likely haven't even tried it. And they're just giving themselves that that logo, that label.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I think I think that's I think that's right. Um, Because I know I had it. I mean, once in a while, or I've been on like a like a hangout or something, but it's usually with other people. Mm -hmm. You know, not just myself. And like, and
1: that's a good way to start too. You know, mm -hmm. my first videos when I started dabbling in this, I just put on my friends faces on camera because they were just being hams and they didn't think anything of it. And it was the easiest thing. And then suddenly you just get comfortable with it um, because, you know, you're allowing those people to be your buffer for a little while and you're just getting acquainted with it versus Veda where it's just like just dive straight into talking to a camera. You know, there's a couple of ways to start testing the waters.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'll uh, Actually, I'll put a link to my videos too in the show notes. I think people are going to kick out of that because I I did put them up on YouTube. They so figure there's that you have to be accountable. If you're just putting them on your hard drive, I don't think it works
1: the no, same way. No, man, that's not at all the same. <laughs>
0: right, right, exactly. So I, I'll put those up. They're pretty embarrassing because uh, they're not really embarrassing, but like I look at you, for example, and I'm glad you're saying this because I wanted to ask you um like you are very you're very telegenic, you're very uh you know, in your videos, you're very um energetic. You know, uh, you're, you're a good communicator, all that stuff. And yeah, you know, I look at mine, I'm like, you know, this kind of bearded dude, you know, talking about <laughs> whatever his life sucks, my memoir, I'm doing, you know, whatever yeah. I spell, you know, like, like I, not that I should be comparing myself to you by any stretch, but, um, but I'm wondering, like, is that something that you learned to do or is that, I mean, it sounds like it didn't come naturally. It sounds like you taught yourself or you had to learn to be comfortable.
1: Well, you know, I kind of come from a unique place because I was a huge YouTube fan early on. So I was learning from people who really set the tone for what a YouTube, a classic YouTube video is going to be going forward. You know, we're used to seeing like the virality or like, you know, cat videos and that kind of thing. For you to be delivering an intentional message on YouTube, you really need to work with the cadence of, of, of what videos there are like. So for me, I had experience in just creating content for the heck of it. Um, to just start trying on this whole ambiance of creating a YouTube video that is a success. And a lot of times it needs to be funny or witty or at least an enjoyable experience, no matter if it's educational or not. Um, and by having those kind of pras- practice opportunities, and I, that's what I call my personal vlogging channel, the Schmatastic channel, I was just sharing my life. And um, that's where I really started to learn how to create... That type of content, and then when it came to, you know, me making a decision for my career that I wanted to move into the marketing space, and I needed to now compete with really big competitors in the thought leadership of of social media marketing and digital. Um, I thought, how am I going to stand out? Well, one thing I know I have for sure is the ability to edit a good video, and everybody else in this space, if they if they get in front of a camera they can just flip a a webcam on and ramble on for five minutes and their audience will hang on their every word because they are already following them. They trust them. But if I'm trying to use this medium to get attention, I need to do it in a different way. So that's why, you know, more than a marketer, I call myself a YouTuber because I am to every stretch of the imagination, a YouTuber in the way that I deliver my message. But I happen to be teaching you about marketing Through that message. But my first priority is for it to be an enjoyable experience and not feel like that thing you want to outsource to somebody else or to a different department. You need to learn how to market your business. You are, you know, your business better than anyone else. And so I'm going to teach you how to do that without making it feel like it's, it's dirty and gross and like something that you feel like you weren't meant to do. So that's, that's really why there's personality in there. It's because If I just get on camera, just like any other talking head... I'm not going to get anywhere with this. I'm, it's going to, you know, it's slow growth no matter what, but I'm certainly not helping myself if I make it this chore to watch this video. So that's why, um, injecting some of my personality is important. And it also allows people to kind of try me on. I mean, the video is my way of marketing my business. And if you want to work with me, if you want me to coach you, you're going to get a pretty good idea of how I'm going to talk to you if we work together when you're watching these videos. I'm not going to act or or present myself in a different way than, than I would in person because that's just the opposite of what marketing is, right? So uh, that's, that's a lot of it. Um, but truly it's because that's the kind of content that works on YouTube. And I have people that watch the channel that are 13 years old and can't possibly think about owning their own business and, and just think I'm funny. And I have people who work a dead-end job and just seek enjoyment about learning how to market themselves because they're finally getting that glimmer of hope that maybe there's something bigger and better that they could do.
0: That's great. Uh, do you um, So your, your business, so I wanted to segue into that as well. Um, you do, um, well, everyone gets what you do now. You coach and you do um, marketing kinds of stuff through video. Uh, are you prim- primarily in Columbus or are you like a global kind of, do you do
1: well, what's really funny about that is my business is my business is global. I mean, mm-hmm. like, it, it, but I'm t- I I live in Columbus. I'm currently in Columbus. It, what's funny is that Ohio seemed to be really behind the curve when I first got into the industry. My first clients were West Coast predominantly, oh. um, and it took a few years. Uh, before um, it was like I, Ohio got the memo and suddenly <laughs> I had a pipeline here. And it was like, everyone's like, oh, we got to talk to you. We just realized we have to pay for this stuff. And <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> um, but before that, it was like, oh, Facebook's free. So why don't you just stop by and tell us how to use it? And it was just like, mm, it doesn't really work that way. So uh it, it's been nice to see. What's crazy is that Columbus is actually a much more um, tech forward city than a lot of people think. But when it comes to small business and medium business um, allocating the right uh, budget toward marketing in the all of the different mediums that are relevant to their audience, it took some time to see that happening here. So that's why... Um, my business really started outside of this this wonderful state that I live in.
0: Right, right. That's great, Isn't it great that you can do that? You can start a business. It's phenomenal wherever I, I you mean, are. Yeah. It's
1: it it is. It still blows my mind every day. <laughs> yes, yeah, every day that I have the ability to sit in my extra bedroom at my computer and help people all over the world. It blows my mind, especially when I'm making money from it. It's amazing.
0: Isn't it crazy? It's crazy. uh, I'm in the Midwest as well. I'm in Michigan. uh, Oh, okay,
1: cool. We won't talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
0: yeah. You're an Ohio Stater, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess this is over. No, just. <laughs> um, incidentally, I think we were in the same place at the same time recently. Were you at the uh, around the content marketing thing in Cleveland in the beginning of? Yeah, September? I
1: did. I did. I went to Content Marketing World. I did a little unconferencing in mm-hmm. co- at, at, in Cleveland. Uh, my friend Chris Ducker was having a mastermind, so I attended that, and that was incredible. But mostly, I was just there. F- going to events happening outside the conference itself because uh, that's where some of the good, best stuff happens when you go to these things.
0: You know, I was there too, not at content marketing, but at the author marketing live that Jim Kukrell puts on. I don't, know, I don't know if you're familiar oh, cool. with that. No, <laughs> so, that's yeah, cool. It was, we were there at the same time in Cleveland. That's strangely. funny. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Oops. Uh, yeah. That's the first time i would ever been to Cleveland, in fact. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, I don't frequent Cleveland, but you know, hey, when all the best content marketers in the world are there, sure, it seems I'll like it. I'll, I'll stop by. Yeah, yeah, sure,
0: just for that one day, right? For a couple of days. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. How did you? How did you get started in this?
1: That's a good question. I mean, um, like I said, I, I've been on YouTube for some time. Uh, I was working in politics and lobbying, and uh, I thought that's what I was going to do forever. It's what I went to school for. I was raising money and doing all that kind of fun stuff. And it was, it's just funny because you learn a lot of people skills in a job like that. And one of the things that stood out to me the most was just learning more about marketing because marketing is extremely important in politics, as I'm sure you've seen on television and, and a lot more. Um, but. I just started dabbling in it and learning and really educating myself and realizing, man, they definitely don't teach you this in school. So that made me even more interested because it was like, I felt behind. But at the same time, I was like, no, I think I'm ahead of the curve here. There's not very many people that know about this whole social media marketing thing. Uh, So basically, you know, I, I was talking actually to a good friend of mine from the West Coast who had moved to Columbus and we were talking about it. And I was telling her about what I learned and and she was saying yeah you know people in on the west coast they they there are dime a dozen people doing stuff like this social media marketers and and things of that nature they're just like designers they're being hired you know freelance uh, to coach businesses on how to do it and how to reach their target and she's like you know exactly how to do this you'd be really good at it and i'm like this is so crazy it just sort of happened all at once all this information was coming my way so I um just kept investigating. I found my first client because there was this like new publication in Columbus and I knew they didn't have a budget, but there was so much opportunity for great online content that I was like, this would be the easiest first client in the world. And I contacted them and I said, here's how we know each other. You know so-and-so and so-and-so knows me. And so there's my credibility. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I don't have any experience in this field and I know you're new and I know you have no money. And I want to do this for you for free. And I just want to be able to say that you, you're a client. And I'm going to do a really good job. And I just pitched the heck out of it. And they said yes. And that was my first client, my only unpaid client. And I was getting clients after that, all the while still working in politics and lobbying. And built up the business uh, a little bit for about a year and it was after a year that I was like, you know, everybody says like, I'm going to build up my business and then leave when all of a sudden I've got all this extra money coming in and I don't need my full-time paycheck anymore. But after a year, it was it was taking so much work just to get to what I had. I thought, you know, I don't think I'm getting business because I can't give people my full undivided attention that I am not giving people that ability. I'm only giving them my part-time life and I have to be at this job the other eight hours, you know, a day. And so I just took the leap and I left, and uh, business started booming immediately because I had taken um, all of my spare time, you know, from the full time job, just learning. I was taking vacation time to go to conferences. Um, I even got that free client to sponsor one of the conferences that I wanted to go to. I mean, I really made my education happen during that time, and I had as many clients as I could get to work with me somebody who didn't have very much experience to really help me get that experience and that's ultimately where we are when i took that jump i said i got to do this i believe in myself but if i suck at it it's cool i'll just go back i'll just go back to plan b i have all this other stuff going for me i've been working in politics for 4 years like this is this is totally something i can do i'll just go be a campaign manager somewhere and i haven't had to need to do that yet so it's been i've uh, been working for myself now for another About four years. It'll be four years at the beginning of twenty fifteen.
0: That's excellent. Excellent. It's nice to give yourself permission to suck.
1: Yeah, well, you have to because it's like the whole like don't be afraid to fail thing, right? Like if you don't fail, it's like, well, what did you have? What do you have to measure? You know, uh, so um, and now I have to me- measure my failures in different ways because um, I haven't had to go work at a regular job or a different job um, since I decided to do that. So that's good. But now I have to look at different numbers and say, like, well, is this really going well or am I just telling myself that? Like, <laughs> No, no, it is. But how can we do better and how can we continue to grow? That's the thing. People are so afraid to fail. And I just don't believe that I was meant to be miserable for the rest of my life. I, I believe I was meant to do whatever it is my heart is content and I need to find ways to make that happen. And if I can do that, then I get to do that. But if I can't, then I get to go do whatever else. It's going to be hard either way. You know, yeah. going and asking somebody to give you a job is just as difficult as making your own job. It's just, which one do you want more?
0: Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm personally in a transition right now between... um well, how should I even put it? I shouldn't even say it out loud, but <laughs> I've, I've tried to be the best, to transition to kind of having nobody in charge of me where I like, oh, my success and failure is all my own, <laughs> you know, yeah. but no one else has control over that direct it control. It sounds so.
1: like so crazy, but it, it's, it's all of a sudden, and, and this is why I say it's so hard. You don't have anyone else to blame but yourself if you're unhappy. Right. You know, you you used to be able to blame your boss, right? Like, oh, man, my boss, man. My head just don't like my boss. But it's like, really, do you just don't like the scenario where you're in? Or maybe you really just don't like your boss. For me now, if I don't like the situation, I am my boss. I put myself in this position. Like, that's it. that's just it. So it's it's hard. And then there's that. And then when you have wins... It's even harder because you have no one patting you on the back. No, you, ha- you have you don't you don't have any coworkers saying great job. You really have to sit in that and appreciate it. Otherwise, you'll go insane because you keep going after the grind every single day, and the wins still don't feel like enough if you don't really make the time to appreciate them. Because that makes the downs even harder when you didn't do that.
0: I'm glad you said that, Amy, because I had never thought of that before. <laughs> and, well, let me uh, tell you, I'm going advice. through a lot
1: of emotional intelligence <laughs> in this life of, of working for myself, but it's so important. It is just so important, and I and you know I try to make it not sound like hippy dippy because I've never been that type of person, but it's like. It's so true. You know, I was work I was renting a desk at one point with another startup here in town and it was two it's two guys and they they are partners in their ad agency. And it was just so cool cuz our office was a bar above a bar and every time they'd get a new client they'd go downstairs and have a drink and I was just like, "Man, that's such a good idea. Like how how, how groundbreaking is that?" Right. But it's like <laughs> (laughs) I don't have anybody to go have a drink with when, you know, we did a really good job, you know, and it's like, you know, do I necessarily want a partner? No, I don't. But I, I need to find those other ways to show myself appreciation because I have nobody but myself. I have a great staff that helps me and their VA is living all over the place. They're not here. You know, I you know, it, it's it's tough when it's really just feels like it's just you. So making a point to appreciate yourself is is a big deal when you're working for yourself.
0: Yeah, that's great advice. I'll, I'll have to keep that in mind as I move when I when I have some I successes that I can. I hope you do.
1: Can, uh, I I I hope you do. I'm this right, close to yeah. getting like a bulletin board that I can put stars on. Like, oh, you go. get a gold star for today. <laughs> Look how many gold stars I got, honey. He comes home from work. And, oh God, it's, yeah. You you really <laughs> gotta try. Put it on dry.
0: the refrigerator. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounds great. So you know, a lot of people. You probably run into this a lot. But a lot of people, when they hear social media marketing or marketing in general, they automatically like are like, yuck, right? shut down. You know. Yeah. So Especially social media marketing because that's such a nebulous term. And I think um, in my field in, in education, I think you, that's even – you get even more of that, I think, reaction. I think people don't um, feel like they need to market themselves. in education, themselves.
1: social media is such a rough topic
0: mm-hmm. uh, right. all the way
1: around for students yeah. and teachers. Yeah. I mean like the only people I went to high school with that I haven't heard from are the teachers because they can't have <laughs> Facebook pages. Oh, uh,
0: right, right, right. Yeah.
1: So, or they're hiding under some name somewhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's not fun. I mean, I just got off the phone with a client earlier that, you know, every coaching session up to this point has been positive and they've been implementing. And there's always that point of frustration that happens that's like, Oh, we're doing so many things. We're making videos. We're making blog posts. We're tweeting. I don't even know why we're tweeting. (laughs) Nothing's happening. All of our competitors are investing hundreds of thousands of dollars and in online advertising and they're beating us. And it's like, yeah, that's real life. (laughs) that's how this works. They throw money at the problem. You're putting time into the problem. Mm. There's the tortoise and there's the hare. I mean, like that is what this is. And it's so hard to have that conversation. People want to know ROI. People want to know how long does it take to get your first customer? You know, and it's like, you know, I'm pretty sure you put your significant other through the ringer to be good enough for you, right? Don't you think people online are going to do the same thing to you? If you're really good enough for them to send you business or buy your product, don't you think you've got to earn that? And it's it's just really, really hard. It's hard to have that conversation because this is real life. If you are not going into online marketing with the intention of growing real relationships and making a real impact on people's lives so that they will trust you with their business, you might as well quit.
0: <laughs> there you go. Good. Very good. <laughs> Do you have any? Uh, how should I put this? So like you have. So you do. This is your main thing, but you also do video tutorials. You have an excellent audio podcast, which I'll put uh, in the show notes as well. I really love your podcast, um, where you kind of just talk to interesting people, kind of like what I'm trying to do here, you know, which I am doing right you now are here. Trying. Oh doing no, a I, I am. Job. Well, thank you. I am very uh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! I should go buy myself a hey, beer. Gold Star. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Take myself out for a drink when I'm done with this. Uh, uh what would you say uh, do you have any um kind of advice for people who are not necessarily in the uh in the social marketing realm or even in, in selling things? Like maybe if uh if um a professor or maybe even a student or somebody wants to have an online presence and maybe they're not necessarily selling anything right away, maybe they're just trying to uh manage their reputation or or share uh whatever it might be. Do you have any like kind of starting out advice that people could uh besides go to your YouTube page and watch every video?
1: Well, that just goes without saying. <laughs> uh, but no, it's, it's a really good question. I've actually been speaking to colleges uh, frequently lately. And um, it's, it, especially with, students, um, because they're at such a critical moment in their lives to decide what they're going to do and decide whether they're going to blame the universe for not being successful or they can blame themselves. And, um, the ones who want to be able to blame themselves are the ones that end up following through, uh, with my advice. And my advice is just to ship it. Just, make something happen. Stop worrying about what everyone else is doing and do something. Do something. Fail at something. Be successful at something. Measure something. I mean, even if, you know, I had some students who were so compelled by me speaking to their class, which is quite fascinating when people, when students are not sleeping through the class, Mm -hmm. but, you know, (laughs) for them to say like, um, we have this like podcast podcast, Thing that we have to do for homework, can I interview you? And it's just like, yes, you can. And it's it's so much more about what do you want people to know about you? What do you want people to feel when they do search for you? It's not about not putting crappy things on the internet so that you don't get judged when you get an, a job application put in. Mm-hmm. It's about putting greatness on the internet so that that is what people know you for. And I think there's a big difference in that. I think that could go for both professors and students, but I feel like it's a it's a pretty winning argument for students. You know, instead of me telling you, if you're going to go party with your friends, don't post pictures of it. Don't let people Instagram (laughs) it. I mean, like, really, like, come on. Instead of me telling you that, because God help us if you can't figure that out and that's totally fine, um, (laughs) go do something powerful. Go do something passionate on the Internet. Go do something that's going to make you stand out. You know, instead of just applying for a job, send them a video. Send them a private video and show them what your personality is like and let them know, hey, I just want you to know... XYZ per you know, first name, last name. This is a very specific video just for you. I am so excited about this opportunity. I really hope I get the I hope I get the chance to meet with you and, and elaborate on this. But hey, just wanted to send you a fifteen second clip of me being really stoked about this. Thanks for looking at my application. Tell me who's doing that these days. Seriously. Like it's that's mega. That's not even posting that on a YouTube channel. It's a private video. Make an impact on somebody. Make a personal impact on somebody. Use the Internet for what it is. It is a tool. It is not the end all be all. Send a message in a powerful way. And I promise you things are going to change.
0: That is excellent advice that is great you could i don't know you sh- you could you could do this you know you could um do I a lot should more speaking this, in, 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 in <laughs> higher ed you know i th- i think uh you know you could you could definitely do this this is great because i think that you know when when students um graduate with a bachelor's degree i t- i teach film and media studies at the university of michigan dearborn and um and when they graduate with with a degree whether it's in that major or not i think a lot of people are in this kind of situation where they find, oh, I've got this bachelor's degree. Great. Now I'm going to get a job. And you know how many resumes each employer they're applying to is getting. You know, I know. Um uh, yeah. Right. And so and you're- it's,
1: it's amazing. I really hope we've gotten to a point where that's no longer the norm for people to be thinking that because it's just been so wildly different for years now. Yeah. But if you honestly think that getting a bachelor's degree is your ticket to success, I mean, like, just look at real life because it's just not... It's not good enough. it is the bare minimum, yeah, and, what and you're when saying, I say minimum, I mean minimum,
0: yeah, I agree um, it's important, but it's it's just one of it's not sufficient, right It's like the yeah. t-
1: the first thing on the checklist of twenty five more things, yeah
0: and what you're saying is use that time building a presence, um, online or, you know, finding a way to communicate differently with people who might employ you, you know? Yeah. You know, you know,
1: what's so funny when I took that jump and started working for myself, how many job offers I got because (laughs) that's funny all of a sudden, yeah, you know, it's (laughs) like I left a job, people are dying for jobs. And because I'm creating a video blog about marketing, you know, in Columbus, we're blessed to have some amazing Les Wexner companies. Um, a lot of them have been sold off. But big, big retailers here in Columbus are based here. Victoria's Secret, Bath & Body Works, um, lots of them. And so a lot of those will reach out. Uh, and say, like, you're really good. And they're always looking for the best talent. Um, But there's a lot of opportunity there. When you start putting out into the world what you want people to know about you, they'll find you. And it's really fascinating how well that works. Rather than coming to me and saying, so how do I get a job? It's just like, oh, my God, really? This is what you want for your life? It's it's just so hard to be excited for that person and give them advice. But if you're saying what can I do to put value into the world and attract the right, the best employer? Like I want to find somebody that I can work for for the rest of my life. I don't know anyone like that, but let's just say (laughs) that's a pretty, that's a much better intention than how do I get a job? Yeah. You know, how do I get a four hundred one k? How do I get reliable health insurance? How do I get a <laughs> nine to five where I can clock in and clock out? It's just like, oh my god, yeah. good luck, good luck. You'll be making twenty five for the rest of your life every year. You know, you better save up because, <laughs> I mean, honestly, you don't care, so people don't care about you.
0: Yeah, I think that's. I think that's right. Um, I've always felt that too. Just do. To, do what you do. Do it as well as you can. Do it visibly if you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people will come to you. That's, that's, that's been my experience too Just in life. Just
1: do it with intention. I mean, when you really, you know, that's the best way I can put it, honestly. Just do it with intention. If it means starting up a big grand YouTube channel, then awesome. But it can be just as simple as tapping into your network, taking them out for coffee, or sending a special message via video saying, Hey, I was thinking of you and I just wanted to offload a couple things and ideas I had. Maybe that helps you. Um, Hope you're having a great day. Let me know if you need anything. Like... Just be intentional about it. And people keep saying, "I don't have a network." You have uh, you have twenty thousand subscribers on YouTube. That's not my network. Those are YouTube (laughs) subscribers. Those are those are rent subscribers. Like they're they're YouTube's people. They're not mine. My network are people I have on an email list. People I can directly contact. That is who I can reach out to. And when I didn't have anything, I still had somebody because I've been working. I have been meeting people, and I can let them know what I'm up to. And if they know anyone that can help, so. Think bigger about your network and be intentional about how you're helping them.
0: Yeah. And everybody has a network. Yes. Yeah.
1: Just call your mom. She's number one.
0: There you go. And if people want to get on this email list...
1: Oh, sure. Yeah. com slash subscribe. Uh, I send out uh, my weekly update has all my videos and my podcast in it. And I also have a special note for people that subscribe to my email list because I got to put something extra special in there. There's also a, a free Twitter guide that comes with that sign up. And uh, pretty much I'll only ever reach out to you. Otherwise, if I have something else great going on, like right now I'm doing a, a webinar series. So just putting all the value out into the world.
0: Yep, yep. I'm on your list and it's um it's you know every every uh message has has value to it. It's not
1: Awesome. Thank it's you. It's not
0: spammy or anything. Yeah,
1: <laughs> so I, keeps, I try not it to be. spammy. people
0: case <laughs> people are worried about that or something, you know.
1: Yeah. So No, uh, so no, I, just, no I take yeah. my email list very very seriously. Yeah. Those people depend on me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, go over there, listeners, if you want to uh hear more from Amy Schmidt Tower. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Eric. This was a blast.
0: Oh, it was fun for me, too. I'm sure we'll be in touch at some time in the future. Oh, yes,
1: definitely. If you come to Ohio, because I'm not coming to Michigan. Oh Michigan's great. (laughs) I had to put it in there. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, Amy. We'll talk to you soon. Yep, bye. Bye.
0: you for listening to the wet podcast writing education and technology i'm your host eric marshall please rate us on itunes and stitcher you can find show notes at ericmarshallnet marshall.net slash wet and you can find me on emarsh uh, twitter at emarsh thanks a lot see you next week bye